Welcome to the Journals with Jane podcast, a podcast produced by Palmer Jane. My name is Holly Prose, and on this podcast, I will be joined by my co-host and co-founder, Catherine Leonard. Cannabis is a pretty hot topic these days. The cat is out of the bag. This plant is powerful at solving things that still mystify modern medicine. While yes, the clinical studies are limited, the anecdotal evidence abounds. Stories of better sleep, reduced anxiety, breaking through PTSD, fighting autoimmune diseases, and that's just to name a few. Yet even in states where cannabis is legal, the stigma lives on. Why is that? We feel it's time to change that narrative and open our eyes to these life-changing stories. And on this podcast, we aim to do just that. We will be interviewing real women who have had their struggles with real life. Struggles being a mom, being a career woman, struggles reaching midlife, dealing with disease and mental health, and well, just trying to do it all. This podcast is about real women, real discussion, and the real benefits that cannabis has had for them. Ladies' life is too short to suffer. Thanks for joining us for the first season of Journals with Jane. Hello, everyone. Today, we are so excited to welcome our guest, Kristen Mulet, to the show. Kristen is a cannabis wellness coach who focuses on guiding her clients through their journey with cannabis to reach ultimate health and overall wellness. Kristen joins us today from her home in Newcastle, Colorado. So welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course. So how are things in Newcastle today? Well, it's a, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The weather's nice, you know, but, uh, it is still winter. So we can't say that, you know, spring is here yet, but um, (laughs) unfortunately, right. Yeah, we do need, we, everyone keeps saying it. We do need the moisture. We need some more snow, you know, so that when summer comes, right. No more fires, right. No more (laughs) fires and being able to have a campfire when you go camping, you know, so amen to that. Yeah. That's the reality (laughs) of living here. Absolutely. So Kristen, just to kind of like, let everyone know a little bit about yourself. Do you mind just sharing one interesting or funny story that just will shed a little bit of light about who you are to the audience? Sure. Um, immediately right before I got into cannabis, I was a private chef in Aspen. That's interesting. We all know that there's people with a lot of money in Aspen, but you actually (laughs) saw it firsthand. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I did. So, um, yeah, I was a private chef for eight years prior to just prior to that. Um, I was a personal chef and I had my own business where I would go into people's homes and prepare meals, like, you know, really stock up the fridge and the freezer, like on a weekly or biweekly basis. And, um, but then even a little step before that, I have an architecture degree. So I was, I worked in an architecture firm for a while and, realized that I just was not somebody that could sit in an office all day. Now, remind mind you though, you know, now with, with, um, coronavirus, we're all, we're all here inside, but it still was different. I, you know, I, I dealt with a whole thing of being a female in a male dominated profession that didn't sit well with me. I would have to go out in the field and, uh, you know, at the time, let's just say that, you know, I was in my early thirties and having to tell somebody who's double my age, that something was incorrect and needed to be fixed. It just was really, really, it was difficult. So I wasn't really loving that any longer. And I always loved cooking. And I had a friend of mine that I worked with in the firm at the time that convinced me to go into that. Um, 
started, you know, eventually started my own business. I left the firm, but I still kind of dabbled with doing things on the side from home, you know, to start the business and ended up having a client during that time that two years later or so I ended up being hired on to be a private chef with them. So I went down that journey and it was very exciting. I, I learned a lot. I loved it, but I can't do that any longer. It's very <laughs> taxing um, emotionally, your time, you know, because they're your focus. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm married, I have my own home and whatnot. And it, it just was getting very difficult. And it was time for a change. And I had always been, you know, dabbling with looking online at uh, different types of coaching realms. Um, it just the timing just happened right, where, you know, there was an incident that happened. Um, it wasn't a very happy experience, but it happened. Uh, the universe basically at that point, even though it had been probably whispering to me for probably at least a year, well, now I got kicked in the teeth. So, you know, <laughs> tends to I, happen sometimes when you're not yeah, listening to the whispers, <laughs> you, you know, no one, no one really teaches us about that, you know, but yeah, I, I went through that and I survived and, you know, it really was an experience of letting that go. And then it was like the world just kind of opened up and, um, learned that when I needed something, um, or I, if I wanted, there was something that I wanted, a goal that I wanted to accomplish or whatever it was that I just, you know, this most simple thing was I just asked. So, mm -hmm. you know, during a pandemic, starting a new business, you know, and this is basically the ground floor of this type of thing, right? To be a cannabis wellness coach. But, you know, uh, the pandemic didn't hinder me getting work. It actually, there's more people out there that need the service more than ever. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot, I mean, anxiety and depression, it's, it's just um, through the roof, through the roof, you know, and I see it with even my own friends, you know, not being able to even you know, be with your friends. You know, I don't, I don't have any children and, you know, even though I am 52, it's like my, my friends were really my core and not being able to just get in a group and, you know, group of girls sit down having cocktails, you know, it's just not the same, you know? So, uh, but seeing that happening with more and more people and going through this during that time, it just all kind of worked together. So, most of the uh, work that I have is actually through word of mouth. Most of the people that I work with, most women, um, well, they've actually been all women, most of them being women in their 60s and older. Some that have used cannabis all their life, some that have never used cannabis, some that don't want to use any THC while I'm working hmm. with them. So that's an interesting avenue as well. Uh, there's so many options on working with people. It's just, just really exciting. And there's more and more, um, now, you know, we say science. I mean, you, you can look at, uh, you can look at some of this, like some of the studies out of Israel and what they're doing with cannabis and the studies that they're doing, which are just unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, but then you'll have some, some small case studies that are happening here that, you know, you have to be careful when you look on the internet with some of the information that's out there. But, um, you know, there's some really fascinating things that are happening. And the more that we have states that become, that become recreational to begin with, 
to get this to be federally legal, we'll start being able to do our own research here. You know, I know that's going to, that's really going to change the name of the game, right? Like we've seen that we've, we've read the studies coming out of Israel and they are really high quality studies. I mean, they're way ahead of us for sure. Um, but it'll be exciting to see when we're able to take that on ourselves, you know, right here and just kind of see how that changes the industry in general. Right. You know, we're still there though, where it's, there's still the stigma. (laughs) So I have to ask though, have you incorporated cooking at all into your coaching? That's the question everybody asks me. You know, when I, at first I wasn't thinking about that. I kind of was just sort of like, Oh, I just don't want, you know, cooking for other people. I just, I could, I couldn't grasp it at the time because, you know, I wasn't able to really take care of myself so much. Right. So when I left that job and particularly when the pandemic hit, you know, was cooking from home, cooking for myself at home. But that being said, I am very interested in doing dinner parties. That's, that's my thing. I would love to get into doing dinner parties and, um, doing education through dinner parties as well, you know? So, um, so yes, dinner. Yeah, parties, I love hearing Catherine. that Holly and I have had discussions about hosting <laughs> dinner, dinner parties and yeah. Um, well, there's some great, have, have you watched some of these cannabis food shows that they've had? There's like, there's some on Netflix and whatnot. Oh yeah. They're yeah. fascinating in the whole decarboxylation process mm-hmm. and learning how to infuse butters and oils. So it's definitely a fun part of, of the cannabis industry and bringing yeah. that to light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Now what's interesting myself though, like here at home, I'm not one of those people that are putting it into everything that I eat. I, I, well, I, let me tell you an experience of something that I did do that I, that I just want to warn people about, but let me tell you what happened to me. So (laughs) I have a dry herb vaporizer. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, if people are familiar with these, but if you're someone that actually smokes cannabis, um, and you want to, and you want to, you want to continue smoking, that's your chosen method of ingestion. Um, a dry herb vaporizer is where it's at. I mean, the taste, the smell, mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually ruined because now I can't, I can't smoke a joint or a regular pipe anymore. Cause it tastes, it just tastes like it's just burnt, burnt. burnt. So before you continue with that, do you have any yeah. particular brand that you recommend? I have, um, so I have two different ones, but, uh, one that I like that is the price point is great. It's kind of like down the middle. It's sleek. It's nice looking. It can go in your pocket very easily. It's easy to use. It's not, you know, it, it, it's PAX, P-A-X. Um, I have the PAX 2. They now have a PAX 3, which does do dry herb as well as concentrates. And I think you can also have an app and it goes to your phone. It's pretty fancy. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot more, but I have the packs too. And it's just simple. It's easy. It's easy to clean and it works well. You know, it's almost like becoming a connoisseur, you know, it's like, Ooh, this one smells way different. Like you start picking up different notes of everything. You can't do that so much with a pipe mm-hmm. or a joint because the fire is just right there and immediately is destroying all of that. Right. Kind of overpowers it. Yeah. Overpowers well, that's it. good so, to know. That's good. Yeah. To know. That's what you like. The one thing with a dryer vaporizer, how you can get the most out of your flower is even after you're done using it, 
what you have in that oven is now decarbed flour and it's not completely tapped out. There's still cannabinoids that are in there. So you just save it. And you're like, why would you save it? Well, I two times have done this. I thought, okay, the first time I did, I'm like, oh, I did way too much. Okay. But I ended up sprinkling it on popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) It's delicious. But the thing is, you don't know, you have no idea how much is left. Well, let me tell you, there is still a lot left, (laughs) a lot left. And I mean, you know, I, um, yeah, so you can easily overdo it. But the thing is with that material that's left over, okay, you can make edibles out of it. The thing is, like I'm mentioning, you don't know how much cannabinoids are left in it. So you have to be very careful with making oils from it, or if you're going to incorporate it into something you're to be eating, whatnot. But what else you can do with that is you can make a topical out of it. Very easy. So that's what I, now after those two popcorn experiences, I'm kind of off of that. And that's your just, chosen method. Yeah. Of, like, yeah, now I'm going to use recycle. <laughs> well, you know, you get, you pay a lot of money for flour and it doesn't matter if it's THC. I mean, THC, of course, um, costs a little bit more than getting CBD or CBG, another cannabinoid, but it's all, it all costs, you know, a good amount of money. You want to get as much out of it as you can. So mm-hmm. yeah, make in it, the topicals are fantastic and you can just make them very simply with some coconut oil and just make it as simple as that, or get fancy and people put co- you know, cocoa butter or shea butter or whatever, and make it more like a lotion or a cream. And it works really well. works very well. That's really interesting. I don't know if I would have thought to do that. Would you have thought of that, Catherine? No, I hadn't. And I'm curious, how do you get the consistency of the coconut oil to be that of a cream or a lotion? Like, what do you do to infuse the decarboxylated flour into the, to, to the oil or any type of oil that you end up using? Yeah. So, I mean, like I mentioned, if you wanted to keep it very easy and you're just using coconut oil. So are are you asking like, how do you actually infuse? You're asking about the infusion for a topical. Yeah. Infusing. So, um, and remember that it's already decarb material. So what you're doing, you're just wanting to infuse that. I mean, you could probably even just do it on your stovetop, you know, get it hot, get everything melted down and just let it sit for a while, strain it out and let it cool down. And there you go. And then once it starts hardening, um, you might want to whip it a little bit. If you have a hand mixer, just to kind of get that consistency. So it's not so hard if it's just coconut oil, or if you're using some other material like shea butter or cocoa butter, or some people use beeswax, depending on if, you know, what, how they're going to use it, if it's for their lips or whatever. Um, you probably want to mix it with a hand mixer. Once it just starts to solidify, you know, enough where it's kind of hard, but it's not, you can still whip it. Mm-hmm. Then you're golden. Then you're golden. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> That is really interesting. That is definitely good to know. Yeah. So I want to take a little bit of a step back and and look at where you were when you were in your days of working at the architecture firm, because I think what you said about working in a man's industry Mm -hmm. or a male dominated industry is really interesting. Um, And it kind of leads into this next question, because what I want to ask you is looking at women today in today's society. Mm -hmm you know, what do you think are some of the challenges that we face? Gee, well, um, 
Well, looking at that job that I had and dealing with what I, what I mentioned to you about, you know, being the person that's 30 dealing, having to speak to someone 60 and tell them that something's wrong or something needs to be fixed and whatnot. I mean, that you're, I just, you know, at that time, I mean, it just made me, I was just angry back then. I've got angry easily because it was very hurtful. I went to school for this. I'm educated in this. I've even experienced in that job being paid less than some, you know, someone that I trained and found out that this person starting the job was being paid significantly more than I was being paid. You know, all these things kind of added up, which is why I just pushed that away. Um, I didn't, I, I just didn't have any control at all. Mm -hmm. Now in this field, I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't, the only thing that I've been getting is people are just very surprised that I'm in cannabis. They're like, you're in cannabis. I mean, even though they know they probably dabbled in a little bit recreationally or whatnot, but it, it's a pro they're like, what you're in <laughs> cannabis. And I'm like, yes, I, you know, this is not, you know, this is not the typical, this is not what you think of. Right. Like in, in even looking at you, it's like, you're not hippy dippy stoner, you know, whatever that conjures up in your head. Right. Mm -hmm. And really I believe that where we are today, this is the face. These are the faces, my face, your face. These are the faces of people that are using cannabis now. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. it needs to come forward. So I'll give you, for instance, because I had a client that what she was uneasy about, what she would, she would be in a dinner party with, let's just say there's six other women there. And these six women had no problem talking about all the medications that they were taking. And it almost seemed like they were bragging, like, oh, I'm on this and I'm that, whether it was for depression or whatever it was, pain medication, you name it. And they felt okay to say this. And here's this one woman who has been secretly using it and doesn't feel like she can say anything about it. And I, and I asked her, I said, so what are you, I just want to know, what are you afraid of? If you end up coming out and saying, Hey, you know, I've been suffering for this for how long? And we're not talking about a young woman. This is someone who is at least in her late fifties, you know? Um, and you know, she just, even then she still couldn't, she's like, I, you know, I, I'm afraid that they'll just look at me differently. I'm like, ah, I look yeah. at it a totally different way now where I'm like, you know what? Some of these women either could already, they could be using it already and feel the same way as you do. And they would love for someone to just bring it out in the open or may have the question of this could be an alternative to something that I'm taking that long-term taking these medications. Well, you know, we, 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 we see the commercials, right? <laughs> the, little, the little print at the bottom of the side effects and whatnot, not to mention addiction. Absolutely. Oh, and those side effects, that's something scary. When you actually start to read that fine print. Right. You're like, well, uh, that's worse than what I'm experiencing without it, without the medication. Right. So that's yeah. really interesting though, because, you know, Catherine, just to bring you into this, you've experienced similar things with friends in your circles, right? Oh, absolutely. Where, you know, even the, like, it's one thing to be on pharmaceuticals. It's also with drinking wine and right. going out and, you know, having as many drinks as possible. Like the, the effects of alcohol yep. are, can be way worse than the effects of cannabis. And oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. 
well, we just look at it this way. What are the health benefits of alcohol? You know, unless we're talking about red wine and resveratrol and you got to drink a thousand bottles of it to even just get, you know what I mean? No one can consume the amount of red wine that it takes to get the benefits of resveratrol. And honestly, like the, the effects of alcohol, like the hangover, the bloatedness that you get. Try to lose weight and be a drinker. Right. I swear the only way to lose weight is to, to cut it out entirely or cut out right more than half a glass or a glass right yeah um but yeah no i i i completely agree and especially like with the concept of being able to have an alternative like cannabis and something else to go to that doesn't get you those after effects those that hangover that bloatedness and you know it's just something to take the edge off which i think is why most people drink anyway yeah. Um, yeah. And so cannabis has the option to take the edge off just the same way as alcohol does. And I really wish more people could look to it as, as an alternative. Right. I absolutely love mixing the cannabinoids together. That to <laughs> me is more, has more of the feel. I am, I'm still alert. I'm relaxed. I'm not heavily impaired. And it feels like that glass of wine at the end of the day. Do you have a flower that you prefer? I mean, I, I love Blue Dream, but that's yeah. like everybody's. I love Blue Dream. <laughs> <laughs> right? Everybody, you know. Um, and now it's like I can't, you know, locally to me right now, it's not available. And I'm like, and I'm <laughs> trying these others. I And I, I love Durban Poison, um, which you know, has some cannabinoids in it. You've got a little bit of your THCV in there that helps with your appetite. Um, yes, there are actually, I mean, I mean, help with appetite as in decreasing your appetite, not the munchies. <laughs> not increasing, not what not people increasing. think of immediately. Right. Um, that's the interesting part of cannabis. Three months ago or so, I did a webinar all about cannabinoids and the entourage effect. And at that time, I had looked online and there's been, I think there were like 200 cannabinoids that have already been found. The beginning of last year, it was like at 120. So, I mean- So we've already of, made big steps. Make big steps. I mean, we don't necessarily know what all these cannabinoids will do, but the fact that these are things that, you know, when we can start really researching this and tap into these things and- and using them in a, in a, in a great medicinal way and helping a lot of people, you know, that and learning, learning about the terp, the terpenes that are in, that's in cannabis. I mean, really, it's really all about those darn terpenes <laughs> and the terpenes are, are fascinating. I mean, they're what give the, the taste and the smell more than anything and the effect. So, um, just think of it as the essential oils of the plant, just like, absolutely. you know, you got linalool that's an easy one just to always remember when we talk about this is you have a terpene called linalool, which is very, which is the main terpene in lavender. Um, you really want to know about your terpenes because that's really going to help focus the effect that you want to get or help with a condition that you might have. You might be able to really narrow down like, okay. Um, and there may be like 10 terpenes that might have the same effect, but maybe one of them doesn't work well with you. You've got another one you can look for, you know, that might work well for you for like your pain or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. That's no, so interesting. No, we yeah. definitely, we believe a lot in, you know, understanding the terpene profiles. And I think, you know, as this industry evolves, we're going to see a lot more, you know, brands start to embrace this and really mm-hmm. start to educate the consumer as well, because, you know, it, it's really everyone's responsibility in the industry, yeah. but it definitely kind of starts the brand and then continues through, you know, the yeah. rest of the supply chain. So, you know, we're kind of talking about cannabis medicinally, and I want to look at your own journey with that. So what made you start to consider cannabis as an alternative medicine in your own life? Um, there's all little, little stories that I have. I don't have one huge story, but, um, one having headaches during that time of the month, I didn't always have them, but when I would get something, it would just, I mean, ibuprofen was not cutting it, but I could take one puff to two puffs and literally within a minute, it would be numbed out and I could go back to sleep because it would happen in the middle of the night. That's one. Two, I had um, hurt my ankle. Um, I was in Cal- working in California at the time and tried everything. And I'm just like, I didn't, I'm, I don't like to take over-the-counter meds, you know, like candy. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where, you know, it was the only way that I was getting any relief. And that just wasn't, you know, I, I, that, I just didn't want to go down that path. So I did start taking, um, a CBD oil, which I had never tried before, but I'm like, yeah, I'll try that. And I did have, um, at the time, I don't, I don't really use vape pens. I don't use vape pens really anymore, but at the time I did go to a local dispensary and find there was a vape pen for sleep because I was having a hard time sleep because of the pain. It took a while, um, for it to really kick in, you know, but I consistently used it. And let's say over, I would, I was taking a little bit of ibuprofen here and there. Just, I'll say that first, but after about two weeks, I noticed them like, uh, I don't, I haven't needed to take anything on top of the CBD. Um, I wasn't having to hit the vape pen as much for pain before I went to bed. Um, and so that, kind of started. Well, then perimenopause started kicking in (laughs) and I, um, I was starting to do a little research and this was actually before I took my, um, cannabis coaching classes and learned a little bit about THC and how that actually helps regulate your body temperature. I wasn't Mm -hmm. having horrific, uh, night sweats, but enough, you know, here and there where I'd be in bed and you know, it'll be like three o'clock and the sheet, you know, sheets would come off the blankets and back on and back and forth. And I found for myself, I, that's where I started taking a little bit of an edible before I went to bed and it totally helped me and it, it helped. Well, and I, and I took, I kind of layer things now when I go to bed, I don't just take one thing. I take, you know, some CBD oil infusion. I'll take a little bit of this THC edible because that'll kick in later when I'm in bed. And then to ease me in, I will take a couple hits off my dryer vape. So I do a little bit of everything. Um, I'm not, that's good to know. You know, I think a lot of people think, Oh, I just take one thing and that's it. Like you really can layer these things as well. Yeah. And, you know, of course, be careful. I mean, I, if you're going to be, you know, you're going to bed and you smoke too much 
and there's THC in your flower that you're taking, you know, might cause you for your heart to race. Not always the great thing to do just before you're going to bed. That's why I'm like, you have to kind of time it, right? So maybe, maybe 30 minutes before going to bed, I might take a couple, a couple hits. I had my edible that's going to kick in later. I'm balancing that THC out with CBD as well. Um, because that really, that, you know, that has a host of other benefits, you know, the CBD within, um, with inflammation and everything else. So, and CBD helps balance out the high. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying it's not going to totally take away, um, you're not going to be sober right away, but if you ever feel like, Ooh, it's just a little too much. There are things that you can try to do. You can take, you know, some CBD, you can, um, chew on some black peppercorns because they contain, they contain a certain terpene in them that helps, uh, back that off a little bit. I just recently read about, um, actually drinking lemon juice to help with that as well. So interesting. I would, ass- I would assume the limonene that's in the lemon is helping with that. That's something so, to do with that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. So another question I have for you is thinking about, you know, your clients that you work with, and obviously Mm -hmm. they're all coming to you with a goal in mind as well, right? They have some sort of result that they're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, you know, experience that you've gained through that, that you think is important to share about people who are starting down a cannabis wellness path? Yes. Um, I, okay. So I am a proponent of whole plant medicine. Um, what that means is, you know, I'm not just focusing on THC. I'm not just focusing on CBD or a newer cannabinoid that is more becoming more popular CBG. You know, when there are people that come to me and I will tell you, there's, there's actually a handful that have come to me that they don't want to, they don't want to strictly, they don't want to use THC on its own. Like either it still makes them nervous about using it or they're in a job you know, if they got tested, even with taking full spectrum CBD, there is a possibility that they could be, they could test positive. That's, that is a possibility, but how much work can be done with these people with handling whatever condition that they're dealing with, with even just CBD and CBG. Now you still have your 0.3% or less of THC in there, but you know, I really do think even though it's such a small amount there is still just enough that's in there for some people it it works for them so even you know if there's someone that's out there that is thinking about this and they're and they're in in their head all they know about is really i mean of course people know about cbd now but um they don't know how to take it or whatnot but know that there is a lot of work that can be done with using the other non-impairing cannabinoid dang that's something i'm interested in too um yeah. So I want to ask you, Kristen, tell everyone just a little bit about your, your business as being a cannabis wellness coach, just so everyone can kind of understand a little bit more, you know, what that means in your day to day. Sure. So as a cannabis wellness coach, I help people, you know, if they have a health condition, that seems to be mostly what's going on. I mean, it's, you know, people are searching for an alternative when they find out that there is something that actually exists as a cannabis coach you know, I actually teach people how to use cannabis effectively. And, you know, um, even when we were talking about CBD and whatnot, if you're using an oil tincture or an oil infusion, 
um, and what it says on the bottle. Well, guess what? You may not necessarily have to take the dose like what it says on the bottle. Mm -hmm. Low and slow is a way to go, even with CBD and CBG that I use a lot with clients. Um, so I work with people. And when we're talking about that CBD is not, or I'm sorry, that cannabis isn't just the silver bullet. These are the kind of things that I'm working with, with clients as well. I mean, I set up a protocol with them to start based on what it is that's going on. I gave them a guide to help them start. And then we go on a journey for 12 weeks, every week meeting and each week, there's a different script of what we're going to talk about, whether it is, um, you know, food or movement or mindfulness. Um, there's one week that we actually do a death meditation. And if, you know, you really want to appreciate your life right now is do a death meditation. Absolutely. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> have, you, have you done, have you done a death meditation? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounds scarier than what it is. It's not. It's know, not. It's, it's really just recognizing that we're all going to die. It's this weird thing. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's almost taboo to talk about death, but right. none of us are escaping it. <laughs> it's all it's going to happen to all of us. We're not getting out of this alive. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> and guess what? Talking about death, it's not going to kill you. So, yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> not funny. Um, yeah, no. And, and of course, when we talk about death and I, you know, I mentioned at the beginning about taking training to be an end of life doula, that is kind of something going forward now this year, along with my, um, wellness coach, my cannabis wellness coaching is to tap into that now with, with COVID, you know, it's, it's because, you know, you really want to be in person, but that's my goal this year is to, uh, is to start that up and then, mm -hmm you know, maybe incorporate cannabis with that as well. I was that, that was always that. the goal anyways. So, um, yeah. Yeah. With, I think that could be such a tool, especially for yeah. that end of life counseling sure. and, you know, just, yeah. Helping people arrive yeah. at a, a place of peace. Yeah. But during the actual cannabis wellness coaching, you know, during the 12 weeks, I mean, it's, it's an, it's, 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 it's I say it's intense, but people really discover so much about themselves. I mean, my first client that I had, which I'm just going to say, she pretty much seemed like she had it all together. You know, life was great, <laughs> even though she had been, you know, widowed maybe a year and a half. And that still was, you know, um, of course, still affecting her. Um, we mentioned the death meditation. I'll tell you what, she was like, can I get a recording of that? She's like, that that was unbelievable. She's, I've never, you know, I've never tapped into that before. And it just makes you really appreciate the here and the now. And what are mm -hmm. you going to do here in the now? You know, that's um, so important. Yeah. That's so, especially I think in today's world, like we're constantly just thinking about tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, everything's a little bit, you know, focused on the future and right. really taking us out of the here and now. Right. I mean, cause there's, there's really no, I mean, we, we are only right here right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. This is it. Right. What we're right here right now. And the, that's where cannabis can, that's where cannabis can really help is to put you in the here and now. Mm -hmm. um, and you yeah. don't have to be completely impaired for that to happen. Yeah. You in know. fact, that's where the microdosing comes in where you were yeah. 
you yeah. know, mentioning that earlier, that that can really be a great tool for people who are yes. a little hesitant and thinking, oh, I don't want to be, you know, completely stoned or, but no, right. when you microdose, you are more centered and more in the here and now. So speaking of being in the here and now, um, mm-hmm. thank you for obviously talking to us today, Kristen. Oh. This has been amazing. But before we kind of wrap this up, do you have any closing comments or remarks that you think are important to, you know, share with the audience and specifically with, you know, other women who are out there listening to this? Well, um, speaking to the other women that are out there, I am glad that you found all of us here, you know, (laughs) Palmer Jane and, um, you know, and here in this platform, you know, that is just for women and just know that you're not alone. And if you're looking you're looking for another alternative to something that you're using already that you realize is not the best way to go about handling whatever it is that you're dealing with. You know, we're out here, we're out here and we're happy that you have actually found this platform. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for listening today. Catherine and I really enjoyed our chat with Kristen, and we hope you did too. You can find Kristen at www.integrativerelief.com, and that's spelled R-E-L-E-A-F, relief, and on Instagram at Kristen, M-U-L-E underscore. As you've seen, Kristen has a ton of knowledge to share, so we definitely recommend checking her site out. This podcast is sponsored by Palmer Jane. Palmer Jane is the only female-focused online marketplace offering guidance to women on how to maximize the benefits of cannabis in your area. Check us out at www.palmerjane.com and on Instagram at palmerjanesocial. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.